if you want the thing overnight, it's generally not going to work. You know, you know that you you went through you you've been in the darkness before, mm. and and everybody in this chair has been in the darkness, and you just have to to get the substance to get the experience. You have to be in the darkness a little bit. One path is a long, winding, unpaved, back-breaking, bumpy, miserable road to a place called success. The other road is straight, paved, smooth, comfortable, and that road ends up in a place called failure. Welcome to the show. I am Kyle Matthews on the Matthews Mentality Podcast, where we dive into the mindset of the world's most driven founders, CEOs, business moguls, athletes, and entrepreneurs. Each episode will turn our guest wisdom into practical advice that will help you build a deeper understanding of what led them to success and the mentality behind what got them there. Let's get started. Well, welcome everyone to this episode of the Matthews Mentality Podcast. Today we are joined by a longtime friend of mine, David Dunn. David is the chairman and CEO of Athletes First. He's represented athletes for over 25 years and negotiated more NFL contracts than any other agents. True? Probably. Probably. You know, the 25 years is there you true. Go. Over right? the years, <laughs> he has become one of the mo most prolific, effective, and respected negotiators in the industry, negotiating contracts for players such as Aaron Rodgers. I know that guy. Carson Palmer, Steve Young, Ray Lewis, Reggie Wayne, John Lynch, Matt Castle, and my buddy Cast Dog, Ed Reed, <laughs> Sanchez, and uh, some, I don't know why they include this guy, Clay Matthews. Good Lord. Uh, Dave's worked with 12 Hall of Famers, seven Heisman Trophy winners, six Super Bowl MVPs, seven Walter Payton Men of the Year, just a lot of very successful athletes David has represented and done a great job over the years. David, thanks for joining me on the show. Not at all. Not at How all. you been? Good, good. You know what all, that all means? What? It means I'm old. Yeah. yeah. You don't know. <laughs> you look great. Yeah. Thank you very much. So well, do you. Uh, we were talking. We were talking. I know. I been like about, I feel like it's been almost 10 years since I've seen you. Well, that's because you're um, your, your knucklehead brother. I know. I'm, so, I'm sorry you had to deal with that guy. Yeah. Hopefully in retirement, he bugs you less. Yeah, we can talk about that for hours. Certainly. We're going to grab <laughs> a beer. And, and one of my favorite pastimes is sitting with you and saying bad things about him so no yeah. um and then telling him about it and then telling him about it and then he'll get <laughs> upset but but you know it's great to see you i um i was thinking about in preparation for this this episode i was like man when did i meet david and i think you met i think we met um one of my brothers was getting ready for the draft you were showing up to pitch on your representation and we met in my at the company i was at in our office in encino in the small conference room very small and different industries, but again, service-based representation. And in the Matthews family, there's so many athletes. I was at the time, you know, the only one with some semblance of, of business experience and, and hiring or being hired. And so they kind of turned to me like, Kyle, Hey, what questions should we ask? And I just pulled out my, my brokerage manual and I, and I started asking questions like, I remember I asked you, Hey David, how would you, what is the value of your representation? You know, and it was very real estate, but you did, that's a, where that came from. You did an amazing job and you, you're in the business and you did a phenomenal job for, for so many of my family members. And I thank you for that. Yeah, uh, not, not at all. I remember it clearly that year, Brian Cushing, Ray Maluga, yeah. you know, were the top, these top linebackers and everybody SC, was going after them, you know, and then there was this walk on that wasn't, wasn't supposed to do anything. With long hair. Yeah, you know, I know. Flew up the charts. I know. I, I will say, I remember being in the meeting, and we didn't know what was going on. We were learning on the fly, and right. we, I think we asked you, like, hey, what what do you think? Like, just, again, we're not going to hold you. Where do you think, you know, he gets drafted? And we had asked the question with a couple other athletes, and this was the only moment, me personally, I'd ever involved myself with 
my the family business of football. Other than that, I, I really keep it arm's length, and I like just to be a family member and a, and a fan. Very smart. Um, I wish others were like that. I, yeah, that's a long uh, – we could talk <laughs> about that later. But, but I did ask, I said, hey, what, what do you think? And, and I'd asked other agents, and I think you guys were the, the last meeting, and I want to say you probably had it that way for a reason. Right. And they were like, you know, fourth, fifth round, third, fourth round, maybe second. Like it was, you know, each one was a little bit more positive, and you're like, I think he's going to go first round. And I remember sitting there thinking like, that ain't going to happen. That's not happening. <laughs> right. But you were right. No, yeah. You were right. And He I mean, went crazy. He went crazy his senior year and, mm -hmm. and then blew it away at the combine. He did a great job at the combine. Uh, then he went, you know, with all the interviews. You know, there were three or four teams. That, that probably fell in love The with interviews him. probably set him back a little bit. Yes, that happens with any. <laughs> no, Matthews. he's a great interview. He's a great interview, especially when he yeah. locks in. I mean, he's he's intelligent, he's responsible, he's professional, and the yeah. biggest thing is he shows up and works. So. Yeah, he but, is uh, a, he is a grinder. He's a grinder. I mean, he's had to be right. He, I mean, yeah, the story. But but let me let me ask. So, what are you up to today? I know we talked earlier. You you know some you had a big a big event at the company recently. I mean, you you're. You're, I know you're very active still in the business, but like, sure. what does is, what is what does day to day look like for David Dunn today? As you articulated with all the, the the introduction there, I've been doing this for a while, and so that puts me in more of a management role. You know, much like you, Kyle, I I'm overseeing more than I'm than I'm doing, and there's some plus and minus to that, as we discussed earlier. But a day to day is. You know, right now, I'm working on finishing Aaron Rodgers' deal with with the Jets. I'm working right. on Justin Herbert's deal with with the Chargers. I have a couple of guys, that Steve Young and Matt Hasselbeck, who were let go by ESPN. So I'm figuring their thing out. I have a bunch of coaches who are starting their season seasons, and and that's become a, a big focus of mine. Coaching, yes, oh, representing coaching. As, I, as I've grown older, it's it's just become more of a joy. They're they're more sophisticated guys. I was say, a <laughs> little know. more reliable. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not talking about rims on an Escalade. I'm talking about yeah, their yeah. kids and their grandkids yeah. and that type of thing. Well, so. Some rims are pretty cool, but yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's still uh, so coaches and then ex players and their sure. what's called broadcasting. Yeah, and then quarterbacks because you know that's fun. Yeah, those are they tend to be chunkier deals. Oh, quarterbacks are especially with the rule changes now. I was talking with Steve Young earlier today about it. With all the rule changes protecting quarterbacks are just going to become more and more important to the game. Yeah. Back in, you know, when, when, when we were growing up, quarterbacks would be eight, 10, 12 years now, 15, 20. I mean, yeah, yeah. Aaron 40. He's going to turn 40 December 2nd. Yeah. Oh, he's going to take it personally. I said he was 40. Yeah. Um, yeah, he will. He will. And he, I'll never forget. He 100% barring something tragic he, happening on the field, like he could play for three, five, seven years. Sure. I mean, Tom, Tom Brady was still playing at a high level and, and, uh, you know, he was 45. It's interesting, you know. It, it I was talking with Steve about that as well, and and he retired because of a concussion or a series of concussions. He um, also played the game hardcore. I mean, he was a, he, <laughs> yeah. he was a, he was an athlete. He would run, and he didn't help. He's he's one of the few quarterbacks that back then play like the quarterbacks play now. Yeah, I point. mean, now you have Jalen Hurts against Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I think you're going to see a lot more of those move quarterback Super Bowl. But nowadays, you still can't hit him even. Respectfully, even when they're running, back then that was like, oh, he's running. Thank God we get to tee off on this guy. The league will do anything to keep those guys in the field. Because it's, it's people show up to watch the quarterbacks. Sure, no, that's that's the name of the game. So, so quarterbacks, coaches, um, 
broadcasting and then managing the business. What does the business look like? How big is Athletes First? Sure. We've expanded monstrously. We we uh, combined with Todd France and, and Trace Armstrong. Todd's Todd was one of our competitors. Sure. Um, always a a a great competition. You know, one of those where I'm sure For, you have force you to be better. Yeah, yeah. One one of those that you know it's like Tyron Smith and Clay Matthews. Tyron made Clay better sure, because yeah. he had to work so hard to beat him. And that was true of, of Todd until until we, you know, if you can't beat him, join him. And, and we brought him on board. Same with Trace. You know, and Trace, Trace Armstrong, who was the president of the NFLPA and, and, yeah. and then became a, a, a coach's agent. Now shoot now we have as, as big a, a coaching agency as as there is in the in the in, certainly in football and and i think in in all the sports are you still i i want to say at the time you're based out of orange county and you have multiple offices now yeah we have we have or orange county is our base and we probably have oh 35 40 people there and and but we have office in in austin david mulgetta mans that one and Gainesville is our coach's office, and that's where Trace and, and a handful of other guys are. And then we have spot offices where where individuals are. Just like to satellite give, give offices. Spaces, yeah. And are you, I, I know you have an incredible market share on the football side. Is that your focus? or That's always going to, you know, that's that's the, it, so I, 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 I think as we'll probably get into, you know, you get good at what you're good at, and, yeah. and it becomes your base, and it's hard to, it's hard to leave that base. We venture out and do other things now and again, but but football's our focus. We have 225 or so player clients, probably close to that in coaching clients. In just the NFL? Yeah. Wow. How many players are in the NFL at one time? Like 13, 1,400. So yeah, so that's a significant chunk. Yeah, but chunk. That's a la- large market share. Yes. And I know historically, yeah. I mean, you guys did all – Appeared, in my opinion, you did all things well, but quarterbacks was what you were really known known for. Yeah, yeah, no, that's and that's still a thing. They make the most money. <laughs> do they? Yeah. God, it's, it's I knew sort, I, knew sort I of should the, have been a quarterback. It's sort of the best thing to do. I knew I yeah. should. The yeah. worst position, safety. Yeah, you know? yeah long snappers, probably. Yeah, exactly. No, because a long yeah. snapper, you don't get injured. You just keep going. No pressure. I've had two guys playing to their forties. I was going to say long snappers are great, and they're probably your easiest clients. Oh, they're sweethearts. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I want to, if you don't mind, let me let me. Take a step back. If sure. are you walk us through your childhood? You grew up in Southern California. Tell us about what you're like as a kid, and then I want to kind of transition that into getting into into the business. Grew up in Redlands, California, which is on the way everywhere, on the way to Palm Springs to the Colorado River. Back then, there, a, back then there probably a, wasn't a ton out there, right? Not at all. It was desert. Now it's oh, it's a big now it's, it's a city. Now it's a suburb of, of Los Angeles. Yeah, grew up there, sort of an idyllic upbringing. We're all functions of our family. I know that you are with your competitiveness and your, you know, ambition and 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 your diligence. So am I. And my my father was a first generation college graduate. I went to law school, worked for the DA's office, and then was a very very successful lawyer in San Bernardino, president of the state of the county bar association. And and my mom graduated from Cal as well and we just i uh, just grew up in a house of of achievement you know that where where it wasn't pushed on you it wasn't hammered into you it was just sort of expected 
I was just uh, saying it was kind of the culture of the family. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's, you know, Brothers again, and you, sisters. Can, you can relate. One, yeah. one sister who's a lawyer in San Diego doing exceptionally well, her own law firm, went to UCLA, manager of the football team, gave me a connection with a lot of the guys. How do you... How did you? How does how does that happen? Was that something you sought out, or you stumbled into it? My brother-in-law, who kicked at UCLA, was entering his senior year, connected me with with Terry Donahue, the head coach, so, and then we got into it. And, and so your brother-in-law dating at the time his and, sister, yeah, and ultimately married, and, and he and he said, "Hey, you should look into this." Yeah, and you yeah. connected with Terry Donahue, legendary coach. Yeah, yeah, and and and, and was you know shoot, I was there seven, eight weeks before school started. So I got a jump on, on school. I'm telling you, the, 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 what do they call it? The, the athletic trainers? Yeah, managers. Manage, yeah, yeah, athletic managers. In my experience at USC, I'm sure as you said, they were the hardest working people in the program. We, we you know, I got a scholarship. You know, there were, there were a lot of perks to, to the job, especially back then. I think most of all, as I look back on it, it gave me, just gave me a sense of how, how it all worked. You know, it gave me a sense of the locker room, you know, and how you learned how to speak athlete. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's, yeah. A, it's a different yeah. culture. No, it's funny when when Cameron Crow was was following us around when he was filming Jerry Maguire or in preparation for filming Jerry I was Maguire. Bring that up. He 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 had to learn that. You know, he with his films, as you know, he engrosses himself in things, yeah. and and you know, he had Tom Cruise and Cuba Gooding follow us around sort of to get that thing. Well, I was going to add, let me say, I think I was reading your bio off your website. I was going to put the real life Jerry Maguire. <laughs> did you take the goldfish? I, I, I do. I don't like fish that much. Okay. So uh, that, that, yeah. Yeah. I have, I have a lot of dogs, <laughs> but you can uh, have one if you want. No, I, I got, I got enough dogs and yeah. I got kids. I got too much of everything yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and responsibility. <laughs> so I'm trying to unload we, we responsibility. Have, we have about, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But so, so you're athletic trainer at UCLA and that was really your introduction into that industry of, of sports and athletes. And, and it is a very, my experience and in my opinion, it's it just a very unique culture. Unlike anything you're going to find in a, I'm going to call it professional setting. No doubt. And, uh, and was that, and you were going to school to become a lawyer? I, I was, getting a law degree? I was in, in studying communications at UCLA, graduated, worked for the Olympics way back when. 84? Tells, yeah, it tells you how yep. old I am. And, and that was just fascinating because you had what Peter Uberoth managed to do is he was able to, to gather CEOs from Quake, Quaker Oats and, you know, who... who they make all the cereals that we eat and, and, and General Mills and Ford and, and a lot of great athletes at the time, Gail Goodrich and, and others, became involved in putting together the games. And I came on early enough to really get to know the people yeah. that I just mentioned. And learning from the top people in the sports industry at such a young age was just invaluable. You mentioned you had a scholarship to UCLA academic. Yeah. No, through, through the managing. It, I got gotcha. you. It was um, fantastic. And so would you say you were always, if you, I'm asking you to describe yourself, which can be hard, but as, as a, <laughs> if you look back at junior yeah. high, high school, if I were to sit and talk to someone who knew you at your time, your best friend, would they describe you as, as always a very driven, very ambitious person? I think anybody who's going to sit in this chair, uh, you know, will be, will be that unless you get a, an heir to the throne, so to speak. Mm. But, but yeah, no, I, I, 
I was always the one who outstudied and outworked everybody. Why do you I, think that was? I I think it's just something in you know in, in me. You know, part of it was, uh, you know, I think I think that I saw how hard my dad worked and how happy he was and what a great family he raised. And I always sort of had that in mind to grind at the beginning, like an aspiration. And, yeah, uh, grind at the beginning and. Later on, you can sort of enjoy the fruits of, of your labor. So delayed gratification? Yes. I mean, I think, again, anybody who's, who, who is going to be sitting in this chair, you know, has, ha- has had to do that, you know, has, has had to reinvest him, himself through time and money and, and opportunities and chances and risks, you know, for that pot of gold yeah, at the end of the rainbow. You're right. We're, we're definitely seeing those trends of discipline. Yeah, and it's discipline at a young age, which is often hard for younger people. It, you know, it, just it, it is. And I was always one of the more disciplined. I always realized that. You know, I'm again. I'm, I'm sure you can relate to that as well. Was that something you're, you're, you're talking about? Your dad, your dad, kind of instilled and, and sat you down and said, "These are the expectations of being in this family," or is it just something you learned kind of by watching him? I think it's just osmosis. I just, yeah. I just, you know, I got it through just just watching him. Watching my sister, who's four, four and a half years older than sure. I am, watching her study hard, succeed, go to UCLA. And in your family, it was just like, this, this is how it is. Right, right. And yeah. so it was nothing that was said. It was just understood. So would you say, put that under, these are my words, but would you put that mm-hmm. under nurture? Yeah. Do you believe there's also nature? Like in the, yeah, like it, 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 for sure. I Like I, I had, an, I think, maybe an extra gear of, yeah. of ambition. You know, and I think I always wanted to, to be involved in sports in some way. I just just enjoy it. I guess you know, I, I, when I go home, I'll turn on Sports Center, not any other channel. Yeah. And like a lot of people in this country, that's that's just it's sort, sort of my it's sort of my thing. Yeah. And to combine it with work, it's just fantastic. I mean, it's just I agree. I'm, I'm the luckiest person on the planet. Yeah, I, I mean, that's very cool. I mean. Most people don't get to work within sports, but sports for most people, at least in my opinion, let's see if you agree, is it's a, it's a, it's it's nice to sit on a couch and kind of get to turn your brain off and allow yourself to be entertained and but entertained sure. by by human beings that are doing incredible things. Depending on what sport you're you're watching, it's, it's the reason that I have a job is that this country is filled with people who irrationally follow a game where a guy throws around a, a ball. ball made out of a animal's fur a little bit a little <laughs> yeah, bit straighter than, that way a little bit straighter than the next guy yeah like somebody from another planet would come down and your, say, your specific your your specialty football is a game where men put their skulls into each other and yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. better than the next guy and better so than yeah. the next guy the you know the long snapper a guy can basically throw something between his legs a, a little bit faster a little bit faster yeah yeah now we'll hire him and pay him a million bucks yeah. so Gosh. this this country is that's what wacky. I should have done I should have been a long snapper I'd still be playing I'm telling you like, my, my I, uncle I wanted my son my uncle that. was like one of the last guys he was a Hall of Fame offensive lineman I mean you know right, sure. your rappers is a right. But he was one of the last guys who could still snap. Right. And I should have just like. Is that right? Snap. Yeah. He could, he could long snap. He was snap. a great, he, was, he, he could long snap and he was the short snapper for the, the field goal for, I think till the end of his career. Wow. And I'll, I'll tell you, like, again, I just want to tangent too much. It was his <laughs> last year. I think I was a junior in college 
and we had just finished our bowl game, and I snuck out to his last game. I think it was almost of his career. And he was 40, 41 when right. he retired. Oh, it's unbelievable. And their long snapper, weirdly enough, got hurt. And so they're like, Bruce, you're going to have to long snap. He's like, and this is on a punt. He's like, right. and so they just, <laughs> their coach, Jeff Fisher, went to the other coach at, at, at the, at the you know, at, at the, 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 the midfield the before midfield, the game. Right. He's like, hey, we got an injury. Bruce is going to be snapping. Just don't tell your guys no tell your guys don't and and the you know it's kind of gentleman's agreement in the NFL right. like no problem so they went to special teams they kind of pulled it like hey Matthew's going to be snapping don't block him he's not going to make the tackle so they just let him go but right. uh, you just stood up yeah but uh man I should have been a long snapper but you, no, you so your family by the way he played 20 years I remember talking to your dad didn't he play 19 they both played 19 I believe my dad played 278 games which is the most in history. I could be wrong. And the only one who's either close That's or beat him was your client, Ray Lewis. Right. That's and right. I, I think it's right there right. at the linebacker position. Right. And most <laughs> most in NFL history for a defensive player, period. And then the other one on offense is non-kicker and non-quarterback. Right. I know you love quarterbacks. But um, is, I love is, is, is Bruce. I and, love and offensive I, linemen, too. I don't, well, they're yeah, wonderful. They're like giant children. Oh, they're yeah, big, you big said kids. It. Yeah, <laughs> you said it. Big, they're just, beings, they're just, they're easy. They're easy. Um, he, I think he played two hundred and eighty something games, but just how about uh, that? Those guys are born different, man. That's that's yeah, five hundred and fifty some I, I, games. I, I think I've had more injuries making cold calls than they did playing <laughs> football. So they're they're just they're made of a different steel, but yeah, but they're, they're they're great people. So you're working on the Olympics. That's a special place in time. Right. You, you learn a ton. You're surrounded by right. unique leadership. Yep. And then do you go back to school? Went to law school in the Bay Area, and at that time, Lee Steinberg had his offices up there. So And Lee Steinberg is a sports agent. Lee Steinberg was one of the pioneers of the sports agent yeah. industry. His first client was Steve Barkowski, shoot, back in the late 70s, and and represented guys like Warren Moon. And, and before and Lee, was it players just didn't really have representation? I or? think the money didn't call for that, and... And the teams had such a tight grip. Um, there was no free it. agency. There was or nothing. nothing. Yeah. They, they, they definitely owned your rights, to put it lightly. Yes. I'll yeah. tell you a, a real quick funny story about my grandfather. And you, you may know this. So he played for the 49ers. Yep. Yep. And then I think he put pause to go to the Korean War and then came back. Like, so he played like two years, then a stop, then came back. Wow. Then, yeah, different different generation, <laughs> right? Yeah. Different yeah. generation yeah. than yeah. today's today's players. Much but, uh, different. Came back, and he was, you know, at the 49ers, defense and tight end. I think they played both ways. Leather helmet, like the whole thing. <laughs> and he just stopped playing. And he, he was married with five kids, my dad being the oldest boy. And, you know, I remember asking him, like, why would you stop playing football? He's like, I couldn't support my family on sure. this. He's like, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I, he made probably a couple hundred bucks. A couple hundred bucks a game, yeah. yeah. And they didn't work six months out yeah. of the year. And he's—he, I remember he told me he went to Georgia Tech, and he said he got a, an alumni letter about like what alumni were doing, and it said right. like you know class of whatever you know fifty-two or whatever year you know he graduated, and he said he looked at guys that he knew. He thought he, you know, was either smarter or outworking. And he's like, they were ahead of me. And I felt like I was being left behind. Right. And so, CEOs, et cetera, right? Yeah. And so he actually ended up becoming the CEO of Bell & Howe. Wow. Oh, yeah. wow. He worked his way up to. So, so he, he. He did okay. Your, your family's sort of. Yeah, they're diligent. We're not here. We're not here to talk <laughs> yeah, about my they're, family. They're, I'll have them on one of these days. I'll, you, right. You'll love that, but I'll get my let, old let, man let, on. Let me interview him. You, oh, no, dude. No. <laughs> Let it'd both be of more of a, we'll be just, more, we'll more, just, more of a roast. roast. I was gonna yeah. say it's a, it's gonna be a roast because like, again you you had the you had the 
deal with these guys. So <laughs> I so, got to. Yeah, you got to. It was a privilege. So you're 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 up in the bay. You go to law school and you connect with Lee Steinberg. Yeah, and then so d- d- while I was there, I ghost wrote a few things for him, which means I yeah, what does it mean? I would write something in a negotiation hornbook for for law students negotiating baseball contracts. Let's say, and it'd be a thirty page article. And it would be by Lee Steinberg, little asterisk thanks to Dave Dunn. And how did you how did you connect with Lee? Was it through relation through, or just, just through through the UCLA connections? My brother in law was represented by him, and and that's right. So it, right. It, okay. it just I was I was in the as you know, sports is such a small little yeah. environment. Uh, and with high, with, and maybe even way more now, but very high walls because like you know, there's yes. so many people yeah. coming at them. There's sure. so many people asking and trying to get things and something as simple as a picture autograph but oftentimes financially they they want to get involved and so i found that community to, to have very high barriers of entry that's 100 percent right so yeah. many people because it's so enjoyable mm-hmm. want to be connected in some way and because the money's so significant especially now um so by by being around lee i would work at his uh, Super Bowl parties or you know other gatherings that he had that he'd have, and I got close to some of his clients up there. I got close to Steve Young. I got close to to Will Clark, who was a baseball yeah. player back in the day. Will the Thrill, and so I was sort of in the club, so to speak. And after after graduating from law school, I worked as a normal lawyer for for a couple of years. Shit, I don't know about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know after defending Ford when. One of their cars exploded. Sorry, Ford. I thought, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna do what I really want to do. Lee had been asking me to to work with him for a few years, and came up to Orange County, started working for him, and the ride started. So, what what year is this roughly? This is 1990. So, 1990, you get into the business. What does it look like those first couple of years? Like, what what is your day to day? And it, you know, it, and it really, I want to talk about like lifestyle in it terms was, of like, it was day and night, just. Just working. Just nonstop you know, work all the time. Like I was either working on something with clients, traveling somewhere to to be with clients, you know, or to negotiate something. It was the most intense learning period of my life. But bar none, law school not even close. And I will tell you, the substance that I learned during that time is just is done very well for me for the last 30 years the foundation of yeah. everything that came yeah. after yeah yeah what like practically speaking what what uh, monday through I mean, sunday I, oh, every every day morning well, noon and night i mean monday you during the season you you look backwards you know deal with any injuries or what have you from the games hurt feelings congratulations and at that point it was only lee jeff morad who ultimately was the GM of the Arizona Diamondbacks and, and owned the Padres for a little bit. It was the three of us, Lee, Jeff, and me, and one assistant. That's all. And so I was a jack-of-all-trades. I was doing marketing deals. I was doing everything that needed to be done. So it was, I will tell you, a lot of what I still do is just problem-solving. So it's if there's an allegation of... of enhanced substance i'd handle that with the league you know uniform violations second opinions for injuries workers comp all the things you just all the things that 
that guys have to deal so with. So you basically were, it was yeah. almost like you're yeah. your own company. Right. Nowadays, yeah. let me jump. Like if I'm an agent, sports agent, athletes first, you might have teams that, that help, if not take a lot of that off the plate. But yes. Back then, it was, it was just you. Just me. Yeah. So, so you know, I, 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 I would sleep in my car. I'd sleep at the office a bunch, you know, and, and you know, we'd have nine, ten draft picks. I'd be negotiating the deals. Lee would be traveling around, you know, visiting the teams and and handling the press part of it. And again, it was just it was especially during the the month of July, which is when the mm-hmm. the draft picks were harder to do back then. Uh, it was it was just a grind. And that was because they weren't slotted, or it wasn't. Day? Yeah, it wasn't slotted at all. What about wasn't slotted at all? Talk- it was. It was more. Uh, it was like the Wild West. Yeah, it was. That's exactly the way it put Which it. means, as an agent, you probably you, you might swing and miss a little more, and then all of a sudden, someone a pick behind got a better deal, and it, it you have some egg on your feet. Yeah, yeah. or or hopefully the other way around. I, I'm sure people want to know, so I'll ask the question: like recruiting athletes out of college at the time. Again, you don't don't share any stories you don't want to, but like, <laughs> what was that like? What was like then? And then we could real quick jump. Like, what is it like today? How has that changed? Like, I, I'm sure, you know, everyone hears the stories and sure. I'm sure there's been movies that embellish, but what, what is that process usually like back then? The first time you do it is awfully nerve wracking to say the least, just cause you're, you know, you're walking into a living room and, and this family is looking to you to basically, replace them in an athlete's life you know you're gonna now take care of them we we did along with the the college environment and now it's all you you're Mm -hmm. the expert and so you you know both back then and now you have to give them a sense of expertise i can do it a lot easier now (laughs) you know i think it's you know back then it was again it was sort of petrifying in many ways lee would take the lead on most of them Kind of like a mentor mentee. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. You know, and I would, I prepare him. A lot of recruiting is getting to know the athlete as much as you can before is it, you, you, you would you meet them on campus was it like a cold call would you kind of try to hang around practice they're walking uh, off you're like hey, hey you know I, I think best case you'd meet them before their last year whether it was junior or senior year get a sense of it and either have an understanding that you're going to be the guy after the season ended or you're going to be one of two or three that are going to be interviewed mm-hmm. i think that's sort of what happened mm-hmm. with, with clay you know, I think that we talked to you either before or during the season. And it was then, during uh, the season. Yeah, yeah we, then, ran it, we ran into Ryan, who Ryan Williams works right. with David Athletes First. We ran into Ryan after a game. He knew the president of our company at Matthews, Dave Harrington. They knew each other from UCLA. Got it. And okay. so they recognized each other. And Dave's like, oh, I'm here with the Matthews family. And Ryan was like, oh, do you mind introducing? And that was the introduction, if I'm right. not mistaken. I think that's right. Yeah. yeah so I know that Ryan was awfully nervous. Shout Boy, out to Dave nervous. Harrington. Made it all happen, yeah. baby. Thunder yeah. Dave. <laughs> He's probably going to ask for some of that fee. Yeah, gosh. Referral. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. So, so, so you try and meet the athlete and, and just get a conversation going. And, and, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, like really allow for the opportunity to pitch your services, right? Yeah. And by the time that I talked to, you know, to Clay 20 years down the road, you know, I, I had represented Ray Lewis, yeah. his position, you know, the best, uh, one of the best who ever played. And, and I think it's akin to a doctor, you know, if, if, if you need shoulder surgery, 
you're going to want the best shoulder surgeon and someone who's done a thousand of them and, you know, and, and who you, can do and who can do them in their sleep and that you bring up a great me. point so you're talking about 20 years later when you and i met you you had a established credibility so we probably right. didn't spend much of the meeting say you know talk to us about you and what have you done it right. just read the bio but um how did you establish credibility early on as a as a young agent who really didn't have that experience i think a lot of it was derivative you know, I think a lot of it was derivative from Lee, you know, so yeah. I, I'm grateful for that from him. And you're um, you're leveraging his track record. And, and in yeah. many ways, he's probably overcoming objections at the meeting. And in exchange, you're going to split the fee in some capacity. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, or it'll go to I, the this is this is, a, this is a real estate that we have yeah, mentor yeah. mentees. And this is how our business works. And it, it's, our, it's our, interesting, the parallels there. Yeah, I, I, I think what, what they ultimately did was they pay me a salary that, reflected my value and and as with anything else you know as i grew in the firm you know i gained more leverage yeah. with them yeah and, i was gonna and, say and then they you know they they had to pay we'll, up we'll get it so yeah. so what was your first big win i think bledsoe i think drew Matt, bledsoe. You know, yeah I think coming out of washington state yeah drew drew bledsoe i i recall getting off of a plane in pullman where the baggage claim area was as big as this little room and and got my bag it was it was dead of winter and you know I'd, mac bledsoe had told me hey you know look outside you know i'll i'll, I'll be there i went outside and and i think it was snow and i sort of looked looked through the snow and just saw like a big semi truck and a guy on a motorcycle and and you know, I went back in, this is before cell phones, this is how old it is, and, and I called him, you know, and and no answer. And I looked back out, you know, out again and walked over to the guy on the motorcycle and, and it, was him. it was him. You know, and, and I'm sure it was a test of some sort, you know, get in the back and so off we go and froze my butt off. And I went to the house and we just connected. It was it was a such a soft perfect recruit to start with mismanage your expectations yeah 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 (laughs) no doubt no doubt um yeah and i will tell you i heard he was he was a great guy oh my gosh and the family is just fantastic um both two school teachers i remember drew his first shoe deal was for a few hundred thousand dollars and um i think it was for a million two total which was more than his parents had made in all their years of, of of teaching combined and that he was getting paid for wearing a shoe that he'd wear anyway. So life changing again, the craziness of of sports in America, but yeah, he, he, and that was just the key about recruiting is just drawing a connection. And a lot of that is by studying up. It's a lot easier to do these days, you know, with, with, you know, with with the net and, and everything that you can get off of it. Yeah. There's no social media to learn about the athletes ahead of time or their families. No. So, so, you just figure out the commonalities and and as as with anything else as you know and and jumping forward to today it's just a lot easier today because the odds are really anybody I'm talking to in the country I, you know I know or represent their coach I know or represent one of the coaches on their staff mm-hmm. one of the players who's re- recently come from their school so with a Justin Herbert you know I you know, I'd known all of his coaches, you know, as, as he came into college and Mark Helfrich's of the world and, and knew a bunch of people around him. Casey Martin, the golf coach up there, who was a friend of his and, and 
Justin Wilcox, who's coach Cal, who Justin Herbert was named after because the families were so close. Well, and know. and so just the longer you're in this, you're inside the walls. Yeah, momentum is and, created. You know, and, and so we become the odds-on favorite. Um, Home field advantage. Let me, so you're, you're, you're getting momentum in your career, but it sounds like, if I'm not mistaken, like you were grinding all the time. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, like I was going to a game every weekend, and so at that point, weekend. there there weren't any teams in in LA, so I was either driving down to San Diego or, or flying up to. So to you the fly Bay out area. on a Saturday, fly back Sunday night, Monday. Yeah, I, I would stay, you know, just overnight, have dinner with whoever my client was. With the Niners, would generally have dinner with Steve Young after he'd win, and and with his contingent of thirty seven or you know or thirty eight people, and those are big dinner tabs. Oh, he had Hopefully the he strangest, most eclectic group, which is another discussion. Another conversation. Yeah. Let me ask you. So you're, you hear it talk, and it's funny, like this has come up in every one of these conversations thus far, and it's almost becoming a theme like where I got asked the question. So you're telling me there wasn't a lot of work-life balance at the time. You know this concept? No, of, no there was. <laughs> you work, know how the, young, the work, younger people like work, 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 work and balance. There was the no, road. there was no life. Did yeah. you, did you ever? And, 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 again, I, and I knew it would be that way. I, okay. I, I, I knew when I dove into it. It's why I didn't go into it first because I sort of wanted that balance and and, but, you know, it became too important to me to enjoy what I was doing day to day and, and I was grinding, but I was grinding by. Traveling to the Super Bowl, the Super Show, which used to be a marketing thing in Atlanta that was a cool thing to do, the NBA All-Star Game with Warren Moon. I mean, I, that, that was me maintaining a client. So, you know, it, I mean, it's, it's the, the content. Of, I was grinding, was, but was the content work, of the work it was, was exhausting, was, but it, there were certainly yeah, fun aspects to it. No doubt. They didn't have to twist your arm to go to the Super Bowl. And as I talked to my law school buddies, you know, who who, uh, who were grinding in their third or fourth year of whatever they were doing, my life was a lot better yeah. with a higher upside ultimately. I know you have four kids, but w- yeah. were you building a family at, at the same time? So started in 90, married in 95, okay. first kid in 97. So 97, 99. You had, you had a five, six, seven years. Um, yes. And again. She, she, knew she, she was getting into. Yeah, you know, okay. That yeah, I was going to yeah. say. And yeah. you have to have a, a, a patient person. Yeah. You know, for sure. Yeah, um, because that, that could, especially, that could be tough. Now, yeah. you have your first kid at that time. Was there was there an adjustment or was like, hey, I'm still got to do this? It's funny. I, I, with respect to my first kid. So. My wife was uh, was pregnant, and first daughter was due March twelfth. When I was in New Orleans for Drew Bledsoe playing in his first Super Bowl, only Super Bowl that he played in. That was against in, the Packers. In nine, yeah, in ninety uh, ninety six. Ninety six, right? And ninety six season, ninety seven Super Bowl, and and so I'm down there. They're playing the Packers. I only had one guy in the Packers that. I, I did. He was just a kick returner that I didn't think would would do anything. But it's Desmond Howard. I'm about to say. I think it, he took one back, right? Who ended up winning the MVP of yeah. the game? So yeah. here we had done all this Disney prep work with Drew, and and you know I had spent the week with Drew, and I had seen Des once, and and you know I'm with him at, at at the end of the game, and we're about to go to Disneyland, and I I called to tell my wife that by then I had a cell phone. I'm 
stand in the middle of confetti on the podium that they had used. And, you know, I, I called back and I said, hey, you know, I'm, I have to go to, to Disney World and then we're going to go up to Letterman and, da, 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 and back for the parade in, in Green Bay. And she said, I think my water broke. And so my daughter who came, I don't know, five, six weeks early, I it was one of those, like, yeah. you know, things, you know, got, got the flight, like, cracked it down the next morning, flew back. It was, uh, it was looking down out of the plane. God, that's Texas. Go by quickly. Go by quickly. Made it back probably with three, four hours to spare. Wow. Yeah. That describes sort of the, the life. And then I was at the yeah. Pro Bowl, the, you know, a couple say, weeks, and then a couple weeks you, later. Like, yeah. you're good, right? <laughs> and then I got to go back out. <laughs> right. Right. That's so, cool. Yeah. And so, yeah, because yeah. The, those are, you know, building a business, especially the way you're grinding and, uh, you know, building a career is it, it seems like it takes everything. And then, then you start with family and especially children. And, and again, not to dive into, sure, but it is a commitment and it's time. And, and sometimes those can feel mutually exclusive. No, there's no doubt. And, you know, that's why, you know, I was, I was Lee's partner for 10 years for a variety of reasons. Uh, I decided to leave and that was a thing. I mean, uh, it was one of those times where I knew I was going to have to dive back into the grind, you know, because I had eased off a little bit, you know. I'd, because I'd, you had, had a partner and you're... I had, yes, I had been doing it for 10 years. I knew the content of it. I knew some players would go with me, but I knew for my business to survive on my own, you know, to compete you're in the gonna world. You were going to have to go back into the I darkness. Was gonna, I was going to have to... And blast so away again twenty four seven. I would guess that you had that conversation with your wife, like, "Hey, this is the opportunity." <laughs> yes, but probably not as long as I should have. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that we may did, have been. You just may not have. Like, I, I'll, I'll speak from my own experience. Like, you start a business and you're like, "No, it's going to be hard. I'm going to grind." But like, you never really know until you no until you get it. You no. don't know. And no, then when, you know the you become, third night in a row, three thirty in the morning. You're, you know, you're, yeah, you're, and then you become you know the gray hair guys like us, and you, you know someone's like, "Hey, I'm thinking about <laughs> starting my business." You don't never want to talk someone out of it, and you don't want to right. poo poo the idea. But you're like, I, Are I don't, you sure? I don't think you understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. but again, it's, and there are some people where you look at them and say, "No, don't do no, that. no, 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 oh, they're not going to do it." <laughs> Oh. You're, 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 you're nicer than I am. I'm always yeah. like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be the one, but you're like, this ain't going to work out. Yeah. But all right. So 10 years, Lee Steinberg, 2000 ish around that yeah. time. 2001. What, yeah. wait, wait, where does this idea of athletes first come from? So we, you know, I, I Lee was going through a tough time in his life, mm-hmm. uh, personally. And, and, you know, he, he, was struggling in his relationships with mm-hmm. some of our top clients and, you know, who came to me and said that they're going to leave and go somewhere. And if I left, they'd go with me. And, and Brian Murphy and I, you know, sat and talked Murph. for a little bit. Yeah. The Murph. Yeah. And he's the planner, you know, so, so he got all these things ready and, and we left sort of clumsily in February of 2001 you know, in the dark of night, which do you, which do you I, think that was because of a, a fear, a, you know, the driver fear, like if I don't move quick and maybe don't take as much time to plan this and, and do it the right way. But if I don't move quick, I'm going to lose a lot of my business. I think that, you know, it's one of those where times it's shoot. It's like the Jerry Maguire, you know, scene where they're calling, 
you know, they're both trying to, trying to call, and poor Jerry gets stuck on the phone with show me the money guy. Rod Tidwell. Yeah, Rod Tidwell, good memory. That was my office, by the way, that, that he was calling from. Oh, I yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice view and everything. Don't Can I tell you a quick funny story of Jerry Maguire? Hmm. So my dad is in that movie. Is he in the... He got filmed. I don't even know. But he got filmed for it. He got filmed, like, walking in the office, like, hey, you know, Jerry, it's good to see you. It was like a second and a half. Is that right? right? Clay Matthews. <laughs> and he goes to the movie, but back then, like you go to the movies right. and I was, right. you know, I was, what was I 14? He goes to the movies with my wife. He's like, babe, like I'm in this movie. It's going to be great. It's a big movie about, <laughs> yeah, you know, about football sports agent. <laughs> and, and he get, he was cut. He's on the cutting room floor. His scene didn't make the movie and he get, he got pissed. <laughs> he got pissed. Yeah. My I've, dad, I've, I've, I've been with your dad when he's pissed. Very, very rarely, but you get, he's not a good pissed. No, 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 dude. Trust me. I was, I was a little son. You don't want to see yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I tried not That's to That's a funny that. piss, though. Yeah, I, now it is. I now can you imagine like your mom jabbed him a little bit. I'm sure. Uh, you know my mom. She's teasing him. But, oh, uh, yeah, yeah I, again, my mom told me the story. So, sorry, Dad. I'm not making funny. I am making funny. Yes, but, yes. But, uh, yeah, he had a scene. So, I'll have to get the, I think you could get, like, the, the, the oh, unedited yeah, version. The, the, the but anyway, the B-roll or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that, that was the Jerry Maguire. So, so they came to you and Lee and, and, and the, the group you were at the time, like, hey, we want to make this movie and just teach us the business. Yeah, in essence. And so they followed us around for a little bit, followed us around for a Super Bowl. So Cuba, Cuba's character was largely based on Kajana Carter, who was our top rookie that year. Like Penn State? And yeah, yeah. I was running back from Penn State. Where did he go, the Jets? Went, went number one in the draft to the Bengals. Bengals, that's got, right. Got hurt. First he broke his leg like in the preseason? First preseason. Yeah, and, I remember. And never was the same. Yeah. Great kid. But that, if you knew know Kajana and you you watch the movie, you yeah, know, they're they're the same type of guy. But I mean, they would follow athletes around Cuba would to get you know f- figure out how they put on deodorant, which is like different. You know, they're mm-hmm. more yeah. emphatic about it. Yeah. You know, and did a great job. Obviously, he won the, he won the Oscar. He won the Oscar for it. But but yeah, that was a. That was a fun time. We had a lot of our guys in it, including Drew and Kajana. Speaking of the, the Jerry Maguire, the famous show me the money and taking to the goldfish. Like, right, right. So this gets back to you starting Athletes First. I think you said right. you, it was a little messy exit. How did yeah. that? It was, out? you know, that they obviously Lee and a company that had purchased Lee Asante, which was an insurance financial management concern from, from Canada, had bought had bought it the the company and I didn't like the fact that that we were going to be encouraged to have our guys go to that company for financial management. I just didn't you know they hadn't done it before and so you know to me it was sort of a conflict of interest and and you know for that and the other reasons mm-hmm. that I described I, I decided to leave. I would say that 40 of the guys went with us or so, and they didn't like that. So I can, <laughs> I can, I can only imagine. <laughs> they, weren't, they weren't pleased. And so how does that? So that, that ended up with a trial where we lost in trial the federal court level. We won on appeal. We ended up settling. And what I just described in those few sentences took a lot of pain I, and I toil. First of all, that takes it, time. And like, a few dollars. That's the thing. It takes time. Three to four years. And, and it's and uncertainty. And you're always... A mind share. You're always working with a with a pit in your stomach. I call it elevated resting heart rate. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. 
You just yeah. you never for years, relaxed. right? For years, yeah, yeah. So got through that, and and then was able to tell sort of another story. You know, had all the the other. So, but but sorry, like when you started your business and and you walked it, you had the clients, but was it was it just you and Murph? Like, it was, did it you, was me and Murph? Did you raise two money? Self funded. We we raised five million dollars, four million from Tom Gorris, who's one of the wealthier people in the country mm-hmm. who now owns the Detroit Pistons and therefore had to divest later on yeah. his interest in our company, which was good for us. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, it worked well yeah. for us. And then a million dollars from one of one of Murph's uncles, actually. Rich uh, uncle. Yeah, yeah, rich uncle. Yeah. Richer now. And so we, you know, we sold off little chunks for that, tiny chunks for that. And, and that got us through a little bit, you know, and... It worked as well as it could work. You know, I think we needed that to get going, to get an office space, to to get some to pay our, our, our bills and our and our plane fares. And then we started rolling. You know, and and, and, and your your brother's class was the the big was one, one of our first big ones back. Yeah. That was two thousand nine? Yeah. So yeah. all right. Two thousand Yeah, we had I think four picks in the top, whatever. Uh, Twenty. That's yeah. That's whatever. a big class. Yeah. yeah. Um. What about? Okay. So two thousand, you start the business, and you touched on it. You kind of had, to, not that you weren't working hard, though, but I I you dove back said, into the darkness. As you you, you went it. back in the dark. And what? Yeah. So what does that look like? Is that seven days a week? Is that traveling nonstop? Is it? It's it's. I will tell you. It's it was as much um, emotion and nerves as it was time. Um, Fear it, of it, failure. It, it was a lot of time. It was just, you know, we were much like Jerry Maguire was in that scene. We were like competing for our lives, you know, for these guys. And, and I, you know, we thought we had the better story to tell. And we ultimately like signed most of them. But it was a grind, you know, it was tough there for a while. Yeah, especially um, kind of going to know, war with. Sure. And, and we're, you know, we're criticizing each other, you know, trying to stay above the fray as much as I could. And, and, I hear the agents, a, agency can be a, a, t- a tough yeah, business in that sense sometimes. Oh, right? God, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's put it lightly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my, my experience, again, it was very limited, but I, I actually was for, I was fortunate. I, well, we didn't get any of that, which was great. Oh, so, God. But, no, but, I, I, uh, I've walked into to, uh, to meetings where articles that are in any way negative about me you know, we're sort of spread on the table by the guy who the just person. left. <laughs> yeah. So, so I want to talk about because again, you know, so much of what we we, we dive into is mindset, some mentality, and and how would you how would you describe your mentality at that point, or where your mi- mindset was at in terms of I've started this business, and I am willing to. You know, then you're you've made a decision, right? You've taken a fork in the road because I could have stayed and and compromised my principles and and watched a few athletes leave to to go to other places you know but i chose to do the other thing you know at age 40-ish for a while i'd say for three years it was survival i mean just flat survival putting one foot in front of the other and at the same time trying to grow it a little bit so uh joey harrington mike williams deshaun foster we had a good draft in 2003 or four and then the next draft, we one of the next drafts we had Carson Palmer, yeah, CP, you know, and, and who was sort of the father of all the the quarterbacks. you know the future 
USC success. And I, so I love playing with Carson. Carson was he is still such a good dude. He's such a solid guy. He's a dude. You know, my favorite thing of Carson is like, you could tell he's an because he's he's first of all he's giant. He's like yeah. six six. He's like legitimate huge hands, huge hands, and he's he's built. But I'm not. You know, maybe we get mad. At me. He just he dresses like. He's got a T-shirt. He's got his, like, Swatch watch on. Right. A couple pair of shorts, flip-flops. And, like, I don't think I've ever seen his hair combed. Ever. No. Maybe for the Heisman thing. And I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at the picture. Oh, I'm sure Shay made him do it. But he's the easiest going guy. A competitor in in insane talent. Like, if you had to make a quarterback in a factory, that... He's... Like, it's funny. When you you meet quarterbacks or any, 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 any recruit for the first time... It's like going to a club looking at a girl. You know, you sort of do the up-down thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've, with quarterbacks, I've gone to the thing where you go, oh, shit, he's a little bit shorter than I thought. Yeah. With Carson, you're right. I mean, he was Adonis. And yeah. funny story about recruiting him that has not been tell, told publicly, I don't oh, think. Right, so, that's so good. This, Breaking Zach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. This is going to embarrass a couple of people. but This is um, good. I love embarrassing yeah, people. Because yeah, when you embarrass yeah, people, me. you can you see how they react to you, and you can kind of size them up. Yeah. So I'll play this for this guy and see see mm-hmm. what he says when everybody in the world knows that he did. But, so uh, I'm, I'm recruiting Carson, and it's SC. He lives probably three miles from me. When he won the Heisman Trophy, my wife and I went out. Yeah, he's from, I, he went I, to the Rancho Sar- Santa Maria? Yes. Yeah. And he lived down in Laguna Hills. And we went by his house on the way to, to date night after he won the Heisman. I remember, like, he cried and Shay cried during the Heisman. It was a great speech. Mm-hmm. And I thought, God, I have to represent that guy. And he was just been so perfect. That's too, great. You know, and, and he battled and adversity. He, he came out of nowhere. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he really uh, did. Like, he was not predicted was to do that. So. So after he wins the Heisman, he's going to interview three three groups, and and we're one of them. I had, I had developed a relationship with the, with the dad, Bill, leading up to that. Had met with him a couple of times. I think I had gone to a couple of the games and sat next to him, and and so we were we were good. And I went up to the Wyndham. It was the Wyndham. Now it's something else, right across the street from from it's where McKay's is. Um, yeah, I think SC bought that. Radisson's the Radisson yeah, now. That's so, right. So, so, and we got a suite up top, and, and we were supposed to meet at 1 o'clock or whatever, and, and after his practice, and Bill calls me and says, he just finished practice, we'll be right up. I brought Carmen Wallace from my office up. It was easy, you know, we brought an easel, and, you know, we were going to do our stupid dog and pony show, and, and uh, you know, I, I, we, we set up, you know, I have the first thing ready, and... Um, he calls and, you know, Carmen says, I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick. And the bathroom was sort of like right off of the, you know, the, the, the room, you know, it was the door was right there. So he closes the door and and right then I hear the knock at at the door and the Palmers come in and, you know, we do small talk and Carmen never comes out and, and, at a certain point, like five minutes into he, it. He ate some of those street hot dogs they sell right outside the Coliseum. Chano. Chano. <laughs> yeah, Chano's right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, for real, Chano's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chano yeah. Stays, stays open late night, so coming out of the night, yeah. I know you can hit it. Oh, up, oh yeah, yeah. yeah no. so, so he's in the bathroom? Yeah, so he's in the bathroom, and he just doesn't come out. And after like 10 minutes or so, like I can't say anything. 
And so he just stays in there for three and a half hours while I'm doing my thing. What happened? He, he, he just was in there. Like, he probably went through the same mind thing that I was going through, which was... Now I can't come out because it's weird. You know, it, like, it got to be 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Like, all of a sudden he pops th- out. Then they I didn't were, say anything. Then I, they... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I, and I was hoping none of them would have to use the bathroom. And then... then can you yeah, imagine because, that? Hi! Because <laughs> if he was in there, let's... <laughs> I don't want to be graphic, but if he's in there yeah. for 15, 20 minutes because he's, he's hurting. Sure. And then if he comes out, he's going to know that they know that he was in there doing doing you know, something yeah. not it's, normal. Wow, three and a half hours. Yeah. So, so <laughs> and like, you know, at the end of it, I'm thinking, it like, do we have discipline. any? I have, like, water and, and Cokes and stuff for him to, to and, drink. And, Car- and I was thinking, don't drink that, please. Yeah, <laughs> and then Carson's like, I got to use your restroom. Like, oh, you know what, that one's broken. Like, <laughs> yeah, let me take yeah. it down. Oh, Go down the hall. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, won so, the business. Yeah, yeah. That, that it was. You won the business, and that was. God, a big, they they leave. It's like uh, Carmen. What the hell were man, you doing I, in there? You guys probably could laugh about that now. Oh yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah so you got. You, he you, he was he he. What an awesome client! Like he Carson was, was great. Um, he is great. I heard he's living in Idaho at like off the grid or something. He's he's coming back down because his son's good. Um, well, he better go yeah. to SC, right? Yeah. I know yeah. UCLA guy. Send him <laughs> you, to Lincoln Riley, quarterback yeah. coach. I'm going to get him to UCLA. No, please watch. don't. Please yeah. don't. Don't do that to Gotta him. Got to even things you say up. You say doctors and attorneys. Dude, you get just stick to what you do. Do great. You say it's great doctors, great attorneys, all right? Just yeah, SC does football. Good attorneys, I know. Football, business, and real estate. That's SC. Right, you, you make you make the money, and we represent. There you go. Yeah, you and, you, and, fix, yeah. and fix you and up. You, you charge us for it. You bill yeah. us. Yes. But all right, so adversity. I want to talk about adversity, two different two different parts of it. First is like growing up in the business. What's what what was the biggest adversity? You know, you're 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 starting in the business under Lee, but like, what was the biggest adversity you just consistently had to overcome? And and I I don't want to lead you here, but it's like times where you're like, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do this. Right. I I would say for a couple of years, I'd say a few things about adversity for a couple of years. I didn't have a story to tell, you know what I mean, and and proof none of, of it was mine. There's no it was, proof. It of was concept. all derivative. It was all somebody else. I'm talking about. You can't do that easily. You can do it to get in the door, but you can't sell sell that way. Plus, I didn't I didn't know what I was doing. I remember selling to a basketball player in '92 or so, Greg Anthony, who ended we ended up signing. Yeah, point guard. But but, but yep. Um, Trailblazers. Yep, Knicks, Trailblazers, yeah, yeah, right. Sonics, and 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 Grizzlies, and great kid. He was the president of Young Republicans of Nevada, interned at the White House. That type of kid, national champion, and so he got it. The the his mentor was the Secretary of Agriculture, so they both came in. Got it. Okay. And I'm selling, and I'm selling in front of Lee and Jeff, and I'm just thinking, God, this just, I just don't. This sucks. I so I just like. Uh, you know, I, I I just said to myself at the time, I've just, I've one, I've got to just get a story, you know. That's yours. You know, that's mine. And, and. Your value. Uh, you know, and, 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 I, and I had done some things. I just wasn't able to articulate it very well. So I just, you know, worked something out uh, that was cohesive. And, and then I built on it as the years went by. Um, so the first was recruiting. Just, just. You know, Lee was a name. I wasn't a name, and and was a great maintainer. You know, I was great at negotiating, so I had those things knocked out. But 
as far as getting the guys retaining the clients yeah. you're you're good at, but it was, it was, it was yeah, winning big, the business winning the business which is the key obviously mm-hmm. and then you know the other huge piece of adversity was having however temporarily a 44 million dollar judgment against me and i don't have that 44 million dollars nor did i then oh, I, saw I didn't have one 44th of that and that was when 2000 that was 2003 three and that's what slowed us down for a few years and was that from the, the that exit? was that was from oh, the okay. exit where you know a jury though misled by appealable things yeah, uh juries that could happen yeah yeah what? but it was a, it was a bummer and so we had to just dig out of it you you you, you I, th- I thought you you might be touching on early if you had to Looking back, or if you had to go back, would you do it differently, or would? would uh, yeah, I, 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 I would, so? I would, I would have been more upfront. You know, I would mm-hmm. have. I think I would have been more sympathetic to Lee's issues. Yeah, you know, now, I we had been dealing with them, and we had confronted him, and and all, but. I would have been more sympathetic to to that, just sort of, sort of as a human being. Were, were and, you were you afraid of if you were to say, "Hey, like this is a challenge, and eventually I may consider like that"? No, be, that, that, that's like a warning that yeah. you you know. Then then they you might cut you and, off right. or immediately declare you know business war. Yeah, I, I mean, and and they know that I'm coming. You know, part of the, the there was an element of surprise that that sort of that sort of helped us. You know, and there were some times during the departure where I could have come back and, and obviously I had leverage cause I had all the guys in my pocket, but they wouldn't have taken the other people back who had left. And mm-hmm. I just had to stay with those guys, you know, and that was that critical character building, you know, I'm not going to do what's personally good for me. I'm going to do what's best for the whole. And, and, you know, Murph and, and the other people, Carmen included sure. have been, pretty loyal for and great ever. partner great yeah. teammates yeah i mean this is now at this point it's been more than 20 years so i know that's wild, which is man. such a long time agencies don't last that long because agencies like i always say it's like brokers it's like it's like dog years man yeah i mean it's it's because you're defined by who you represent and there's such personal relationships yeah. like, like you know these relationships you know our relationship with clay is like you know we we're close, right? Yeah. You the, 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 you have, look, it takes a, a year to get a year's experience. It takes a year to build a year's relationships. Right. And now you have a decade. You, you right. just can't compete with that if someone new is going to come off the top. 100%. So you, in your business, once you have it, you really have to fumble it. Right. right? Generally right. speaking. Yes. Yeah, but one of the challenges is is your your assets, your clients, your... your. But as a business, if you're running but I, it... But what I was going to say is, is they eventually retire. I mean, it's a physical sport. Oh, yeah. Like no, where your bodies give up. It's and so, finite. Yeah, even like, you know, again, we were talking about quarterbacks. I guess this does bend the rule, but generally speaking in football, your best case is 10 to 12 years, and then your entire book of business turns case. over, Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Coaching a little different, and maybe that's coaching. probably the benefit of coaching. Another reason I like it. Yeah. I mean, you can coach forever and ever and, yeah. and broadcast forever and ever, same yeah, thing. And, and usually you, you know, you sort of escalate over time. The No, it's, it's challenging running a business because – as I hand off relationships to other people, you know, if I am, let's say I'm the rainmaker and I'm bringing in a bunch of guys, but I can't maintain them all. So I, and run the company. So I give relationships. That's for lack of a better word to other people. Transition. They they develop the relationships. They could leave with them. Yeah. Similar to you and Lee and and some of the relationships. Like I think you mentioned Lee was working with Steve. 
Yes. And then over time, he's like, hey, I want to introduce David. David's going to take, David's going to go to the Super Bowl. David's going to do this. Right. And, and whether mm-hmm. it's because someone's looking to rebalance their life or, or they're battling personal things. And then, but that, that it gets, you, you said the word leverage is all of a sudden it's like, sure. yeah, there's leverage. And, and that, that works in the same yeah. place no, for like, you. Yeah. No, I mean, I left and Steve went with me. Yeah. Right. And Steve was one of his closest clients. But, so, yeah, you're, you're operating a business and being a great rainmaker are two different skill sets. And most people, right, sh- right. most, what I found in, in the, on the real estate side is most of the top producers wouldn't necessarily make the best business operator. And most yeah. of the best business operators often never really became the top. It's a very unique person who can do both. Right. Talk to me about that transition of like, okay, you're the, you're the rainmaker, the producer. And, and respectfully, like most of your time was likely spent on servicing the client, ex- executing no the assignment. But now you have athletes first. And right. now you're, you're really, especially as it, as it scales, the operations become more and more. How did, how did that transition? What, what were you balancing? And uh, it was all new, you know, that's kind of making it up it, on the it, go. Completely. Yeah. It, like just, just using using our gut and thanks to Murph for like, he, he was the one who was doing all the business work, all of the, really everything. We hired Justin Schulman at Mark Human because our GC, but Justin was our, was our uh, CFO. Was there ever a moment where outside of the judgment, which is significant, but you're like, I don't like you, you thought the business might fail or it might. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you know, when the judgment comes down, you're petrified. I remember flying across the country I was in Cleveland um, at the time. <laughs> Strangely enough, when I got the verdict, I was looking down at a sign of IMG's home home office building, or one of our main competitors. I was about to go over and knock on the door and say, "Hey, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you want some clients? Yeah. Got a bunch." But yeah, it, it it's an interesting. It's certainly an interesting business to run from a I don't know an employee employer standpoint. God knows. Because it's just not your normal situation. The employees can derive great, great leverage, you know, over you, like huge leverage. So you got to. So you, as we sold, you as part, the platform part, have to add value at all times, right? And it's it's sort of what you've done as well. There has to be value added above and beyond the economics to keep people mm-hmm. with you, you know, and so that. That's the culture. I was going to say that's the A one culture. Yeah, that's the, you know, and thankfully over the years, the A one classic. Yeah, the A one classic. That's yeah, our, I love our, that. Our charity event. Yeah, that was that's, awesome. That's, it's it's fun. Yeah, that I was mean, such a good time. Yeah, I was so, and that that Clay, would, Clay would go to it bitterly as he would go oh, to like anything. I would go. I'd be like, yeah. hey, if you're not going, I'm going. Yeah. You know, we had some good. Even nice he, day. even he had fun. No, we all. Well, we honored you for crying out loud. Too. I think you honored my. Did you dads? I, I, I think I think it was the the clay. But I, but if you want to honor me, you're more than welcome to do uh, that. Shoot, right? yeah. After <laughs> no, this, I, I, I don't depends deserve. Depends how this ends up. Yeah, I don't deserve <laughs> it. But but what what was the moment getting back to athletes first, where you were like I the the the, the nadir so to speak. Or yeah, the, or the apex. Like when you said nadir okay. was probably again as I was flying back from from Cleveland thinking, you know, we have this huge judgment against us. People are going to see it. I was recruiting Carson at that point. So it was right in the middle of the recruit. His dad, thankfully, understood, being a sophisticated businessman, Mm -hmm. that the judgment 
didn't mean anything for his son. You know, I could keep doing what I'm doing and do his deal. And if he wanted me to do it now, that's a rare dad. Um, but that was also a huge signing, huge. Um, so, and what was the moment when you said we like, we, we're going to be okay. We're, we made it. I think there were, there were a few, I think we won the appeal. You know, that's one of those crying with happiness moments, calling your wife and she cries as well. I mean, it's just one of those deals. Honestly, that class, you know, that class was assigned the 2009. 2009. And what was it? It was Clay, it was, Mark, it was, Sanchez. It was Sanchez at five, BJ Raji at nine. BJ, yeah. There was somebody else before Clay at 23, 24, what was he? 20 something. Clay was 26. 26. I think okay. it was 26. And we had, then we had others, you know, we had a bunch of others in the draft. And, and but, you know, we had a top quarterback in New York. I saw Mar- I saw Mark at a uh, charity thing in Nashville a couple months ago. Thomas Rhett's house. Um, okay, good. I I was like, Are you moving out here? And okay. I think yeah. He, yeah. He, he was like, Yeah, I think about it, but I think Everybody's he had some. I think, he had, I think he has a uh, kid out here, and and so he's still yeah, in Orange County. The, yeah, he's, it's he's, a good town, man. You got to come yeah. visit. Yeah, I mean, it's it's everybody's just not in the there. summer. Seriously, the Hasselbacks, O'Donnell, Kerry Collins, all my guys are just. You know, oh, I know, are, I know. Are yeah. there? Yeah, yeah. but Matthews yeah, I saw Sanchez. So, so it was Mark. It was Clay. Bj. Bj was great. He, you yeah, know, he had a couple years, and then he was like, I'm good. Yeah, you know, but and that was that moment. That was you like, okay, we're gonna be all right. We we, we did it. And then I signed Aaron, and that was obviously. Yeah, I didn't. Did, did I you, didn't know how big that would be. You signed um, him out of college. I did not. I did not. I I recruited him out of college, and he went with some, his coach's agent, which often happens, which is why I like to represent coaches. That good point. <laughs> um, but but we signed him. I remember this time of year because it was right around the Tahoe tournament yeah. that he just played in, finished fifth, which is crazy. He's a stud, man. Yeah, I mean, fifth. He's just like, a freak. Yeah. He's a freak athlete. Who, who does that? He's probably picked up his clubs yeah. three, three times. I played basketball a, against him one dork. time, but I'll tell you about that. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah but, it sounds uh, like a tough game. It was a tough game, concussions. Yeah. But so did he call you or you call? How did that happen? So I, that was one where – now, again, you don't know how good he's going to be. He's the guy who's going to be following far. Uh, I played against him in college. But, and but, he, my junior year, they it, beat it, us up at Cal. And he, he did well in the first half, but then came out the second. And I, I want to say they put him on the bench. But we saw, like, okay, this guy's good. Right. His senior year, he diced us up. And you won. We won on the, the last play, it, you, but yeah, he was he just like down. I remember that, and game. I just remember you didn't hear about him. And again, because he Butte College, like he wasn't, it wasn't like one of those recruits you kind of kind of hear about at high school, and you're like, oh, of course, this is that five star. Did you know? Did you know that he was this good? No, yeah, no. And again, that game, I just assumed it was. I want to say a fluke. We knew he was good, right? But it was like, oh, that's that he he elevated for that game. Oh my God, he was. He, and I remember when Clay got drafted, the Packers. I knew there's like, okay, Aaron. It was the year. After Aaron had taken right. over, and his first year as a starter, he did well. Right. I wouldn't say he was. No, like, he was five and whatever. He, yeah. yeah, and and look, so a lot of that has to do with the quarterback, some with the team. But he had done well, and I and I remembered him from college, having you right. know compete against them, and I was on defense. But uh, but no, Clay's rookie year, I started watching the games, and I was like, who is this guy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew who he was, but I was just like, this is a different player. And yeah. I always say, uh, other than having family members and, and being blessed to be related and, and having the privilege of watching family members. The privilege of my life as a fan has been been able to watch Aaron intimately and, and having a relationship with, but right. like really 
as a fan, he has brought me so much joy as a Green Bay Packers fan because he just he was so good. He won so many games. My, mine too. Like so like, many games. He's so good. I've brought um, one thing I do on Monday nights is go on the Steve Young Express. We will leave the Bay Area at like seven in the morning and get back to wherever. Went to Green Bay several times, and so we get back to Green Bay, watch the game, and then head back and be home by two o'clock in the morning or so. Mm-hmm. So it was great, you know, there and back. His record on Monday nights, you know, when I watched him, it was like nine and zero, and all of them dramatic, and all yeah. of them just crazy, and and he is uh, he's just been a joy because he's so dang smart. He's very uh, smart, um, and as you know, he's got this dry wit to him. He's is, he's insanely sarcastic. I mean, really funny. Yeah. We happen to have the same thing, and I and think I think him and I we only speak in movie quotes. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. You, you better carry on. Brothers. Yeah. 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 No, no. He's, it, so that was a big one. And then it just, it's kind of blown up since. Yeah. Then. And then now, shoot, we've had nine first rounders in each of the last two drafts. I mean, that's, those are so huge. So you could talk about, I'm not diving into the particulars. You had another very successful partial exit recently. Mm-hmm. And, and so I want to use that to ask. So, Financially, you've been very blessed, professionally very blessed, but you still go hard. Like, why Why? Why? are you not sipping drinks on the beach and working on your golf game? I just enjoy it. You know, I think, you know, you become comfortable at doing something and you achieve some success at it, and it makes you happy to achieve success, you know, to compete and win and whether that's signing a client or doing a record deal or making a client happy, you know, I, I would say that, you know, what drives me is the competition still. It's just, you know, it's so fun to just take on the Chargers, you know, with Justin Herbert, you know. That doesn't mean beat them. It just would means taking them on. they agree fun? <laughs> no, probably, <laughs> probably not. Hell no. Yeah, <laughs> fun would not be the I word they would use. Um but, you know, at this point, though, honestly, it, in all seriousness, Ed McGuire and I have done so many deals together. We did Ryan Leaf's deal together back in the day. So, is it, do you yeah. just like, do you, do you go grab a beer somewhere? You're like, all right, what, hey, it's, let's work this out. We can cut through a yeah. lot just from experience. Uh, and, and the other thing that drives me are the people. You know, I think it's both the p- people that we represent. You know, I always say that I have three families, you know, one one of the clients. And so, you know, Justin Herbert is a client, but he's also, he comes to the house. He doesn't have that many people that he can relate to. You know, it's, it's as you, as we discussed and as you know, these guys have to, because of social media and, and mm-hmm. trust levels, they have to keep people around them small that's certainly the case with Justin, who's an introvert anyway. And so, you know, he called, he called a little bit ago and sort of bummed out. And he said, gosh, you know, I had roommates last year and they're all married or they have girlfriends. And like, it was this, this sad thing. So, yeah. you know, I've, I've come to my house and he's throwing tennis balls to my dog in the backyard. And so those relationships, and he's a great guy. I mean, couldn't have any more salt of the earth, fantastic, meaning guy. Um, 
you know, who's going to be charitable and, and do all the right things during and after his career, guiding a guy like that who's full of questions, guiding a guy like that from age 22 to age 40 or what have you. And that is, brings you uh, fulfillment and satisfaction. It's huge. I mean, you know, watching, you know, like I described when I first met Drew Bledsoe and now he has four kids in college and a winery in Washington, you know, in, in Walla Walla, Washington, and, and a hugely successful businessman. There's a lot of water under bridges, you know, yeah. you know, between then and now. And just getting that, you know, being along for the ride is just really rewarding. What advice would you have for young professionals you know, let's call it 22 coming out of college and they don't have to be going not advice. Don't get into sports agency, right, no. right, right, right. whether they get into sports <laughs> agency or any career, any profession, like what, what lessons and takeaways from a mental approach to professional success that looking back, you've, you've developed or you've learned over the years that, that you would unsolicitly share with anyone listening. Yeah. I'd say there are two or three things. The first is know the substance. Like there's nothing like, knowing the substance of whatever it is you're doing. You can hook a guy with flash or a connection or what have you with something cheap, but I found or in the early 90s that once I did something substantive for somebody, handled their injury, you know, their injury situation well or did an appeal in front of the league well, that's when they became a client as opposed to just a sort of a guy in the firm. So there's nothing, a lot of people want to use connections and do the quick thing, you know, to build a business. There's nothing like knowing the substance of, of what you're doing. The second is be around where things are happening. So if you want to go into, you know, if you want to be involved in Hollywood, be around the studios, be, you know, just, get a job or otherwise just be around. If you want to be a sports know, agent, yeah. be an athletic trainer. Yes. Yes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and then wait 20, 30 years for what have you <laughs> to, to still be working my butt off. But you know, I, I think just being around it, being at conventions, seeing people that are relevant in the business, just keep showing is, up, you know, is, is, is helpful. You become a familiar face. And the third is the, you know, the, Hardest one and and the mo one of the more important ones is just be patient. You know the the if you want the thing overnight, it's generally not going to work. You know you know that you you went through you you've been in the darkness before, yeah. and and everybody in this chair has been in the darkness, and you just have to to get the substance to get the experience. You have to be in the darkness a little bit. Would you say that's a challenge? I don't like to stereotype gender. Every generation has yeah, strengths and weaknesses. I think I think it's harder now. Is that because everything's so accessible at all it's times. Just, you know, everything's so like this. And so why not? Why can't I have a career like that? What, how do you, you know, you have a young professional and athletes first, or maybe it's just someone you, you've been asked to speak to and they're two years in, they're like, hey, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not you yet. How do you counsel someone like that? What, what's the message? Well, you can't uh, out again, the door. Be no. patient, but. Yeah, I mean, you. you yeah, you it, kick it, them out the door. Yeah, <laughs> you. you, 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 you use the Kyle Matthews approach. No, I, th I think it's just you, everybody, everybody's different. And that person will have something that they need to work on. 
Like I needed to work on my pitch in 1992 or three, you know, I just needed to get my own thing. And I, as I was sort of flailing around with attracting clients, like on my own, you know, I developed one and built on it and it, it, it you know, it, it got me into something. So it's, it's for that person. I think that one thing that every generation does particularly this one is they do the easy thing like i'll have two quarterbacks in a game you know and after the game i always go see the losing quarterback you know that's that's the harder thing it's the more important thing winning quarterback's gonna be fine right losing quarterback or injured quarterback or what have you the guy who's troubled that's the thing you have to do and you can analogize that or use that you know, to a bunch of situations, you know, instead of doing the stupid little thing you're, you want to do that day, call the top 10 guy, you know, or, or his coach, you know, like, like go try to land the whale or, you know, sit in a room by yourself and try to figure out the best way to blow away the Justin Herbert negotiation, you know, just, just work on the big thing, the hard thing. Don't be afraid of confrontation just do the hard thing as opposed to the we all want to just get through the day doing easy things. What would you say to someone like podcasts? Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, these are these are not too bad. I just get to talk oh, to well. people. It's not too bad. Oh, it's fun. But you got, you know, it takes time to get here. What would you say to someone who who thinks they want whether it's starting a career, starting a business, like, you know, like you did athletes first or or taking that leap? professionally or personally somewhere in some somewhere in their life but they're afraid of a failure they're afraid of like hey the, the judgment right coming down on them like what what ad- advice would you have based on your experience to you know kind of encourage them to to just go get it whatever is the whatever fear, it is fear is a tough thing i mean you have to be to be the top in anything you have to be pretty fearless you're i mean it's is me going on my own was possibly really, really stupid, but it was it was fearless. It's one of those you look back you're like I don't think I could ever do it again, but you did, you, but you did never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ignorance what, is bliss, like, what, right? What, what was I thinking? Yeah, but you know, look at look at the result. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I I think I think that's the nature part of it. You know, I think that's one of those where you either have it or you don't, and. There are a lot of people who just aren't wired for... To be the quarterback. Yeah, for what you and I sort of do, right? You know, and all the, again, all the people in this chair do. Because I I think commonality probably with the people in this chair are that they've taken some risks. And, you know, they've been in the darkness, they've taken the risks, you know, and and they've probably been knocked down a few times. And they get back up. You're right. You're right. I, and I'll, I'll piggyback on that. The commonality is certainly risk-taking. And I'll tell you that a big one is, is sacrifice, is there are long periods of their life, you know, sometimes decades, right? Yeah. Where they sacrifice tremendous amounts, oftentimes in their what we define as our personal life and yeah. know, time with the spouse, time with the kids, working out. Like, right. You just, know, just other stuff. Other things, hobbies, sure. But it's yeah. really... 
in a lot of these interviews we've, we've had, and, and even the ones come out where, you know, I kind of know the story, but we're going to, we want to share it with a broad audience is there was just a, you know, darkness we call it the grind and they grinded yeah. and they, they, they work so hard. And the, you know, we always joke about like the work-life balance. It's, there just wasn't balance. There was work. And right. so that one day now, should you choose to, you, you don't have to work again ever. Right. Now you choose to, because if I, if I may, these are my words, you choose, because right. you love what you do and it right. provides you fulfillment and satisfaction. That is a wonderful thing. But if, if tomorrow, for whatever reason, it stopped, you could say, then I'm done. I'm done. Right. Because of the sacrifice, oftentimes uh, alongside you, a spouse sacrifice, a sacrifice, no doubt. sacrifice, you know, yeah. time together, sacrifice time with the kids when they're young, just those, those challenges. And that, that's another common thread we've seen, like show up big time in, in the uh, the leaders that in this, uh, the successful people we've been able to to interview thus far, and, and that's similar to your story. I mean, like I, you and I have never sat and had this conversation, but I, but, I we, but we knew we, we wait, I, I knew. I, I was like, again, we didn't role play this. Like literally, I think yeah. I texted you two days ago. Hey, I'm gonna be in Orange County. Let's right. do a podcast, yeah. Yeah. which is great. So thank you for that. But I was no like, worries. there's no way you get to that level, especially in your profession, which is known to be a, you got to grind it out business. That's, and that's what Jerry Maguire said Jerry, right at it, the end there. Is that what he said? At the end, right before he said. Yeah. And, and, you know, on planes and, and got, you know, I've heard some of the stories from the guys. I only know some of the things you've had to do for athletes over the years, but, but I was like, there's no way you get to that level unless there is a chunk of your life where you were driven in a way that it's just not normal. It's pretty singular. Yeah. And so was, it's number it's, one, identifying what does that look like? It's like, what were the hours? What were the time? What was the lifestyle? Right. But then getting back to why, right? Yeah. Why? And, and this will, I'll kind of end it here is like, is, is the last question I'll have. I'll give you different iterations of it is, <laughs> is why, why did you do that? Why did you need to be successful? Why did you work so hard? And then how has your why changed over time? Yeah. So, so the, I think the why at the beginning was just, gosh, you always want to be the best, right? You know, now you've, you've, you're arguably the best in your field. Your brother was the best, or and if he, he'd kill me if I said this, amongst the best, he uh, he, he's, he, he's, he would walk off the field and say, "Hey, how many gonna, sacks did Demarcus have today?" Yeah, he's going <laughs> to you know? kill you. Yeah, he's going to kill you. Uh, I'll point out that with you were his representation. I think he signed the highest contract at the yep. time. Yeah, he did. Ever. Yeah. In the NFL for, for that position. For the, uh, yeah. Rush, right. edge, whatever. Right. However they describe Outside linebacker, right. So let's, let's, ag linebacker. let's agree that there was a moment he was the best. Yes. Yes. Uh, no yeah. bias. Yes. At yeah. all. None from me either. <laughs> no, I'm very biased. <laughs> me too. He was phenomenal. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, uh, what was the question? It was, no, it was like, it was, oh, they, what, yeah, what is your yeah. why? And, and you said, the, the, you said the, 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 the why. Early on is to be the best. That out. The, the uh, I mean, it's. I've always been really competitive, like unusually so, much like Aaron playing basketball. And it's just something that's inside you that drives you and drives you and drives you and drives you. You know, again, even if you're knocked down, you're And that might be the nature up. part. Right. That's just part of me. And, 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 you know, the why was the ultimate, I think, pot of gold at the end and that's not only in economics it's in building a company that i built you know that i'm proud of you know and uh, having these employees that i'm proud of clients that i'm proud of and a reputation i'm proud of you know now i can look back and you know be the guy certainly in the back you know 
nine last few holes of his career, you know, looking back at a, a solid, you know, existence, you know, and, and, you know, having, you know, done a lot for a, a lot of guys. And, you know, I think the other thing, you know, you alluded to the, the men of the year that I've worked with, these guys have an enormous ability to help other people and they make so much money and they they are adored by so many people and you know i i was with steve young not long ago and we had gotten him a what he thought was an appearance with standard oil chevron and he was grumbling because he wanted to spend time with his kids and we walked into this room and instead of an appearance it was the like 140 scholarship recipients that he had given scholarships to and so they're coming up to him with flowers and they're crying and he's crying yeah, and i'm crying very emotional that's the like he as he said that's the uh, that's it's far a, that's a, far more important than the last incentive yeah, I it was a culmination of such a yeah individually within that your relationship with steve but yeah. it's, a, it's very much a culmination of a seminal moment yeah. in 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 uh, all you've poured into the career and it's so cool to like see what good these guys can do you know i mean you know clay with the disease that he's helped i mean this is yeah Duchenne. I, mean, I mean it's it's you know we did that cadillac commercial that sort of combined the you know helping cure Duchenne, you know with getting them an endorsement and doing those types of things i mean how can you not enjoy that that's, that's probably as big as i think before we got on you said hey you know how's he without the career and does he yeah. miss that? I say he probably misses the free Cadillacs, you know, the most. Now he, he's just like me. He's got to walk on a lot and lease a car. Yeah, I was I'll, like, yeah, I'll, yeah, this is how the other half lives, boy. And and, and, and Nike, you know, yeah. it's like. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man, that, that Nike money back in the day, that was sweet. You yeah, know? Yeah. Well, it, it always it always ended. <laughs> yeah. I think June 30th was the last Oh, yeah, day. and, like, we would, and we would call the guy and say, like, you have 10000 <laughs> Yeah, and then Clay would text me and my brothers All and right. my sisters. like, hey, you know. You have eat, three days. Each you. Uh, you know, we, I have, you know, 10,000 left. So each of you guys get $2,000 in Nike. Here's the signing code. Yeah. And we're like, pop, 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 pop. How, how awesome was that? Oh, that was amazing. Do they yeah. still do that? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. All right. <laughs> Man, I need it. You need another brother. I know. I need another yeah. brother. I yeah. got another brother. Yeah. You know, yeah. But uh, yeah. David, I can't That's thank for sure. you for coming Not on the show. This is fun. This is, this You're is awesome. great. You yeah. too. I'll tell you, you, you spoke about reputation and you're proud of your reputation. You should be. Yeah. You have a phenomenal professional reputation. Athletes First is the best of the best in your space. I can yeah, speak you. from experience. You know, the biggest thing I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, sometimes people ask, and I just say, you know what, David, he always did what he said he was going to do. Yeah, that's so awesome. That's it was, good. It was very meaningful for my family and I. I want to thank you for how you've looked out for all the knuckleheads on my side of the, yeah. the fence. But uh, this has been a great hang. Yeah, it's and, fun, and, fun and, to see you doing what you're doing, too. Oh, yeah, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right man. man. I'll all talk right, to take you. Take care.